Pulp MX Network Production. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Motocross and Supercross Show presented by Pro Taper. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for playing all year. It's a wrap. Good times, indeed. Uh, we'll, we'll review our Iron Man picks, how we did, everything else, and get into uh, kind of what's going to happen in the future, what we thought of the year, everything else. And uh, we really appreciate you guys playing, of course, all year long. Thanks to uh, ProTaper, ProTaper.com, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, just a couple of the teams that use Pro Taper out there, the Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, twister throttle tube, and micro handlebar. Just a few examples of how Pro Taper continues to push the limits and reinvent the way we all experience riding our motorcycles. Flyracing.com, of course. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing 2019. Apparel is out now. New redesigned F2 helmet as well. New FR5 mid-level boot. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Demand to see the new catalog, the new gear. Ride100percent.com to see the latest from 100%. Use the code PULP18 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. The global leader in MX goggles now, offer, now offers a full range of superior sunglasses. The pinnacle of premium design in Cali. Frames made in Italy. Lenses in France. Please check them out. And of course, the folks at Kawasaki talk about our KX250F winner for outdoors in a second here. We're giving away a 2019 KX450F. And we already gave away a 250F for Supercross. Thanks to Kawasaki. Turn your competition green with envy, Kawasaki. PulpamexFantasy.com. Let's bring in Dan, Paul, JT to review Iron Man, talk, to, talk about the winner, and much more. All right, everybody. As promised, and hopefully JT will be calling in soon, Dan Truman from Get and Athena. What's up, Dan? How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. I had fun this uh this fantasy season, I didn't do as well as I'd like, but uh, I feel that um, some of that was due to trying to help the, the site run smoothly. So uh, I want to say Travis did an awesome job, and, and uh, yeah, man, I think it went really good. So I'm excited for the things that we have planned for next year. I'm excited that I beat you in outdoors. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it got close it at did. the end there with it your <laughs> terrible picks in uh, in, in uh, Indiana. Yeah, no, I agree. It was a lot of points scored in Indiana, a lot of movement in Indiana, up and down for sure. Also on the line from ProTaper, ProTaper.com, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? What's up, Steve? How's it going? I'm, uh, I'm okay. I'm kind of glad we're done with this fantasy season, but at the same time, pretty proud. I think it, I think it went pretty good. You uh, you are in the town of Oakland right now, committed to excellence, the Oakland Raiders? Right, yep. Well, committed to sales excellence for the Pro Taper brand more, more so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to uh, JT here. And now the third musketeer on the line, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. End of the season. We uh, we wrapped this thing up on the inaugural Pokemon yeah. X fantasy season, so I'm yeah. uh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah it, uh, kind of recap this thing. I'm not excited because you beat me by three points overall. I, I don't feel like that's anything out of the normal. You you charged hard, came on late, beat me by three points. Um, so we'll we'll cover our teams. We'll talk about some of the winners and uh, also too. Thanks to Marks all year long, absolutely killing it on uh, on all the back end stuff and and the front end and everything else with the. 
the highlighting of the riders of green uh, that you picked and uh, the lap leaders and, and all of that stuff being added to your dashboard really made it, made it a cool experience for sure. So, um, all right, I scored at Indiana. I scored 408. Paul, you had 415. JT, you had a big one. I didn't really have a big one. I mean, there were some huge scores on the day. I felt like I was. What were you I at? Mean, not great. 471. Oh, I, I thought you like were. I thought you were five. I thought you broke five. Um, no, no. Dan, what'd you end up getting? I was 517, and I was not happy with that. Even there was a. We'll get to it, but I'm very upset with my shape. <laughs> the mud came, and it produced some wacky qualifying. And a lot of 100-point guys. Hunter Sales, Justin Rodbell, Austin Wagner, Taylor Strauss. All 100-point guys. Hunter Sales, 19% pick trend. So a lot of people had that. I, however, did not trust Hunter Sales. I've seen him ride before, and I would, did not trust that pole position on him. But you know who I did trust? Was good old Cody Van Buskirk. Making some mains this year in Supercross. Being pretty good all year long, being pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, you know, solid guy here and there, and I went with Cody. He qualified second, and I went with Cody. He was a twenty-seven percent pick trend, so I was not alone. And Cody was running fifth in the first moto. No, Cody never did a lap. Cody was running fifth in the first lap. His bike broke, and apparently there was no extra parts, and he did not line up for moto two. Cody scored zero points for me on the day. I question your sources on this one. He was absolutely fifth. I looked at the times. I looked. At uh, yeah, the... but I don't. I mean, he never completed the lap. I was That's standing fine. at the finish line. That's fine. And I he... don't know how his bike could have broke. He was on... he Got it to the finish line. He was fifth on the first lap. If he didn't make a lap, for sure. I was stoked. Um, you don't even know what number he is. Yeah, yes, I do. Yes, I do. He was. He, I'm, he's what five. He's five seventy. And he oh, was. Yeah. He was on the TV for a little bit too. You could see him on TV. Um, all right, so Cody Van Buskirk screwed me. Zero points. I did have Colt Nichols. I thought uh, I, sca- I stayed away from all those guys outside of Van Buskirk. I know a few guys, that, including our winner, took a few of those guys, but uh, I stayed away from them. Uh, Colt Nichols was my next guy. Uh, a great second place in Moto2. 80 points on the day. I'll take that. 19% pick trend. The mud uh, immediately made me pick Dylan Ferrandez. He was a handicap five. I probably would have picked him if it was dry. But because of the mod, I picked Ferrandez, and he would have delivered 50 points, but his bike blew up in Moto1. Moto2, he did well. 41 points, 9 points off of a max score uh, of the All-Star. Aaron Plessinger, of course, uh, delivered delivered everybody max points. And so I picked uh, Dylan Ferrandez. My fourth guy was Cameron McAdoo. 34% pick trend. He was a 4 handicap. And he was, I think, JT, he was in, was he top 10 both motos? For one, he was for sure, I think. And uh, never made it happen. He barely he barely got into the top 10 in the first moto before crashing, crashing. several times. And then the second moto, he was eighth. And then, yeah, yeah. just all good. Yeah, so he, he, he was looking really good at different points. And, but he scored zero points on the day. So I had two 250 guys score zero points. And after Ferranis' bike broke, I had one guy out there. I had Colt Nichols in the first moto. That was it. One guy circulating. 450s went better for me. Uh, we were talking about this guy all week. Chad Reed, everybody. 73% pick trend. JT, you thought it would be in the 30s. So a little off on that one. Um, Reed qualified well. He was an eight Well, yeah, when you qualify up there, I mean, in the mud also, that changes everything. 
Eight handicap, 100 points for, for Chad Reed, 73% pick trend. Next up for 100 points, my 100% goggle lead pipe lock of the week, Tyler Medaglia. Now, he would not have scored 100, I don't think, if it had been dry. But uh, he's in shape. He's, he, he rides well. And uh, he's not scared of the mud. Uh, he rides GNCCs and things like that. So I'm glad my 100% lead pipe lock of the week came through, unlike the Van Buskirk pick I did on Twitter. So Tyler Medaglia, 100 points. I also had him. So that was 200 points. Valentin Tellier, 100 points for him. Frenchman, he was an 18 handicap. We, I think we touched on him a little bit on why he was there. We didn't really know, but uh, he did well. Top 10 overall and 100 points on that. So I had uh, Reed Medaglia, 100 points. Uh, my all-star was Marvin Muskan, 47 points, three off of a max. It was muddy, and uh, I went with Marv. And I was just not doing Eli, no way. I was scared of him clinching it and then riding around, which he kind of did. Uh, my, my last guy was the guy that we all should have picked at Unadilla and we all kicked ourselves and we all said he's really good in the mud and he's going to shine. Toshiki Tomita, uh, six handicap. It was muddy. I went immediately went him and he only got me 40 points. So not, uh, not the greatest, uh, for Tomita. Not sure. He was kind of never really in the mix. Didn't get great starts and just kind of fought his way up uh, a little bit, scoring 40 points. So, um, Paul, you had, you're driving right now, but Paul, you had 415, you went Hunter Sales, Van Buskirk, Ferrandis, and uh, your last guy was uh, Michael Hand. In 450s, Paul, you went Jeremy Hand, Teasdale, Medaglia, Muscan. And really, Paul, like you said, you were just trying to beat me, so you kind of went opposite of me. Yeah, I mean, it, it was hard, like, especially with, with the mud practice and all those privateers qualifying so good. I mean, it was a it was a hot topic in one of our group texts on who the heck, who the heck to pick in 250 class, so... Um, I, I didn't care about anything except beating you and or making some money in a weekly contest, so I swung for the fence, absolutely. And I, I honestly just took the top three qualifiers. That's That was my team. It was Van Buskirk, Sales, and whoever the other guy was. Michael Hamm? Um, uh, yeah. Sales I picked before, and I actually did a little research. All those guys have rode motos before. They've qualified and made nationals before, and, and they were like – one of the they were like the three of the group out of that practice that have rode motos before so i was like well and 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 the crazy stat i thought from the weekend was there was only 12 guys in the 250 class that didn't have an 18 handicap so i just went strictly on the numbers i'm i said i'm taking all 18s yep so um it worked out with sales obviously but not so much with the other two um and then 450 again i i think i put front of my mind going opposite of you too much and um i didn't take reed which was a huge mistake i i knew he was going to be top 10 i said it be- i said it last week and um but i didn't want to take the same guys as you but i did take medaglia um i thought jeremy hand was an okay pick because i took him at unadil and he crushed it he gets good starts and he's good in the mud i thought that would be okay and and uh i think he dnf the first moto or or the second moto something like that but so, he had uh he had the fi- um, he had the f- yeah. he had the fifth best points in 450s 66 so, oh, so he he was actually okay he yeah. was okay yeah. it was um yeah so you know the the problem was is is everyone had a very similar 450 team i think a lot of people were going chad reed the French guy and Medaglia, and honestly, I didn't know enough about the French guy, and I wanted to do something different than everyone else was because I've been trying to zig when everyone else zags and to try to do something different and make up some points, but just it never worked for me at all. So um, that was kind of my strategy and my thinking, but um, it didn't pay off. But again, I had I had 
something I could have done, and, and I guess by having a big weekend and, and really no 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 big reason if you know or no big fault if I had a bad weekend. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, JT. Uh, yeah, I knew, you know, my goal was to, to catch you. I was 60 points down going in. Unfortunately, we had very similar teams. So when I saw your team, uh, I was like, oh man, I don't, this isn't going to go real well. Like I'm going to have to get super lucky here, which, which I did. Um, my 250 team, I, we had very similar. I had Colt Nichols. Uh, I had Van Buskirk. And the reason was, is because he's been pretty consistent. Uh, he finishes. He usually finishes motos, even if he doesn't do that well. So I avoided Hunter Sales because of that very reason. Hunter Sales had DNF'd a lot, uh, so that was just you know it went completely against the trends we've seen. You know, Hunter Sales has a solid day and kills it, and and Bun Buskirk doesn't bring any spare parts for an, a motorcycle, uh, which I, I don't really understand. Um, so yeah, he did a one lap and was finished for the day. I just don't, I don't think it's worth going to race a national without anything to fix anything. Well, so, that's just, that's, we don't know what it was, JT. Or, I thought that's know. what you said. Well, no, you but said. we don't know what part it was or, you know, who, I don't know. There's something, something I read on Twitter from a friend of his or somebody. So, okay. yeah. I just, it's tough to go racing a national without being able to fix your bike. I will just leave it there. Um, my other pick, Dylan Ferrandis. I think most people had Ferrandis that were, you know, in the running or, or if you did not have him, uh, you probably had him at Bud's Creek. That's kind of how it went. Uh, he would have had a solid day, but first moto DNF, he, luckily for all of us, he ended up 10th in that first moto. Uh, but he, uh, could have been a lot better. 41 points. Not great. Um, McAdoo, same, same as you. He bit me. He sh- so fast and i'm not sure if he realizes you have to finish the motos to score points because i watch him and they would show him at times and you'd look at his lap times and he was just setting the world on fire but uh, i don't think that pace he was doing was sustainable for him and yeah that's how you dnf both motos so my 450 team um they killed it i mean this is this is a record day for me i've never had a day where i got a perfect 450 team so I got uh, I got 350 points, which is the most you can possibly score for uh, for 450 class. So I had Barsha 50 points, one one. Can't do any better than that. Uh, I had Reed uh, 100 points. I was pretty nervous about that second moto. I w- didn't want to lose my perfect day. And uh, when he crashed early in the moto, I was like, ah, just hang in there. And he pulled it out 100 points. Uh, Medaglia um, did better than you know everyone thought he would. 100 points, and then uh, I had Tillet, uh That was 100 points too. Um, so yeah, I, there's nothing I could possibly do better in uh, in the 450 class. That was a, a first first for me ever getting a perfect score in any any league or you know um, mm-hmm. fantasy website or anything. So it's pretty awesome. I, uh, I I know TA pretty well. I've watched him race race a lot. I just I'm like, what is he doing here? He's not really an outdoor guy. He does ride the French championships. It was so bizarre to me, JT, that I'm like, I don't – he qualified well, but I'm like, I I didn't want to pick him. I just was – I didn't know anything about the dude outdoors in the mud in, in America, you know? So, uh, yeah. yeah. We, we had the same 250 team, and I knew just when I went down, I knew it would come down to Tomita and Tole. Yeah. That was just what it was going to be. And I just like, there's no way Tolay is going to beat Tomita by 60 points. It's no. just not going to happen. No. And he, he sure did. Yeah, I mean, Tomita, we talked about it. We kicked ourselves, all of us, for not picking him in uh, in the uh, in mud in Unadilla. So, uh, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if you were watching how close it was, but it came down to whether Tomita could make one pass in the first moto. 
he missed double points by one spot. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that was the difference. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember that. Yeah, he was six. Yep. Um, all right, Dan, who'd you have? Uh, very similar to you guys. Um, and if you look at the pick trend, the perfect 450 team was the top four pick trend. So what J- JT's team were the top four pick trend with Reed at 73%, Medaglia at 46 um, either Barsha or Marvin were the top two all-stars, and the French guy was at 22%. So um, I did have that 450 team uh, as well as JT did. So for, for me also it was my first time having a perfect team. But I don't think there was much decision uh, other than the Tomito versus the French guy. I know Paul tried to be different, but um, – for the most part, it looks like everybody in the top had those guys, um, give or take one. Um, I didn't know anything about the French guy. I was at the bike wash, and they were over there, and I kind of tried to chat up his mechanic, but it didn't go very well. So, <laughs> I was just like, you were trying to uh, tell him Forrest Butler was looking at him for a ride, Dan? No, I was just like, why are you here kind of thing? Like, yeah, yeah. fun to get points, and then, like, you know, he, he said, oh, we try to do good, and I was like, okay, me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah. You're ridiculous. Dan, you are just absolute a piece of work. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't know anything. I mean, I was actually going to pick um, the other guy that was really good was Teasdale. Well, he was good in one moto, <clears throat> and he was pitted across from us. Uh-huh. But they were taping up his shoulder a bunch. I guess he just came off a shoulder injury or something. And uh, yep. I was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know about this. And um, I think I mentioned it to Paul or, or JT in the text, and I was like, I don't know. So um, I'm kind of glad I went away from that. First moto, it was like, oh, he got 13th. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I really, really missed one here. But 250 is where it went really bad. Uh, I was trying to go with guys that had good bikes. Uh, the mud was really sticky. And um, I had Hunter Sales on my team, like Paul did, um, looked at results, and, and he did put some motos in, but never two. So I was like, ah, I'm going to take them off. And I picked uh, Joey Savacci instead. That went well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know what happened with Joey. He crashed the first moto, and then he was still fine. He did a seven-minute lap time. Hey, seven, uh, we should call our podcast, I Don't Know What Happened to Joey. That should be the name yeah. of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He was fine, and then he comes around. He does a seven nineteen lap time, I believe it was. Um, I texted it in big letters to the group, um, and he's still fine though. He's like fourteenth because there were so many guys out. And then just two laps later, just takes it back to the truck. No big deal. So uh, he did miss his gate pick. It wasn't his fault. His bike wouldn't start. Uh, maybe a water issue or something. So he was fortieth gate pick, and mm-hmm. I knew we were doomed from that start. Um, so I, I pulled Hunter Sales for Joey, and then. Um, I pulled uh, Cody Van Buskirk for Cameron McAdoo, so that was a wash, zero versus zero. So uh, I thought McAdoo was good at Unadilla in the mud. I thought he would get a good start. And like JT said, he just crashed so many times. Um, So we had, yeah, all of us had similar teams for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I had Ferrandis as well, um, 44% pick trend. So I had the top three. The top three percentage-wise was uh, Ferrandis, Savachi, and McAdoo. I did have those um, those three. My only good pick was actually Rod Bell, and um, I picked him because he was on the Traders team. They had uh, he was riding Renslin's bike. You know they were kind of pumping him up a little bit. And one of the JGR mechanics used to work for Traders, so I had a little insight. He was going over there and talking to those guys. And, and Rod Bell's good in the mud. Um, first moto he crashed and was I, I think he was like 35th, and I was like, oh man. And he came back and, and did really well. So. Um, I had a little insight on him, or I probably well, wouldn't have picked him. I did insight. I did insight on Rod Bell 
for buds, and they were like, I don't think he's got two thirties in him. You know, can we, like, can we talk about the fact that you had Renslin on your team until like the last second? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> what happened? Um, I, I I didn't even like I, I'm so busy these races, man. I make I don't I need to like really sit down and and make doing my what, pit. dude? Doing what? Bother, yes. bugging teams, bothering teams, eating lunch. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, just there's a couple of Honda guys that shall go nameless that I sold them on Ben Buskirk, by the way. Um, my bad. Yeah, they, they were not happy. My bad. That. My bad on that. But but give me credit for Medaglia, guys. I mean, I was on that, right? Yeah, but I, I think, every, I mean, obviously yeah. it's like 40% was on that, so. But maybe because of me, Dan. No. <laughs> go ahead, Paul. Paul, Paul go ahead. You, you, well, Steve, you also thought that a James Stewart photo surfaced yesterday because of you. No, I did not. I said it was 50-50. <laughs> Everything in life is 50-50. Okay. I said it was 50-50 <laughs> that, that the, the vlog brought him out of hiding. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, but come on. You were, you were right. You were right. You were right on Medaglia. I, I was, was certain good. that he was going to score really well. I don't know about 100. but On, on the Rod Bell thing, they said the same thing, that he wasn't in good enough shape for that. But yep. talking to the riders, it wasn't like um, – Chad wasn't in great shape either, but it wasn't – he was just more sore, like, muscle-wise. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't like his heart rate was, you know, yep. 185 the entire time. So I thought that would play into Rod Bell's favor a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, good work on that. So. Uh, damn. But yeah, so I had a good weekend. And how about I didn't pick lap leaders? I was just going to uh, ask you. You did not pick lap leaders. No. So I'm hanging out with uh, the seven or eight guys that didn't qualify in the 250 class. <laughs> <laughs> Before the moto, it's like Dakotas and Lopes and Harris, like all these guys. None of them made it. And I'm like, hey, guys. The entire hockey uh, team. <laughs> yeah, none of them. I'm like, hey, who should I pick for lap leader? And they all said Justin Cooper. And I was like, but he doesn't really lead the first lap. And they're like, but he's so fast. I'm like, I get that. And then sure enough, I take him off. He was on my team, and he leads the first lap of the first moto. And all these losers who didn't qualify turn around and are like, see, told you. And I was like, shut up. Shut up. Why, you make, why don't you make the 40-man field? Then we can talk. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> how about, how, about uh, how are you feeling if you're Coy Gibbs and the amount of effort that you put to send that 250 team to Indiana? The amount of work yeah. and dollars went into that team. I mean, dude, not only them, the entire Husky team. You know what I mean? Like, well, but Mosman got in, so, I, you know, it's a little bit. But, yeah. He, yeah, as an alternate. Right, right. But, yeah, no, I I'm mean, with you. I'm with you. And Bailey rode the second moto. But, I mean, uh, Jeremy had a good message for the guys, though. He's like, hey, guys, this is why it's important to be top ten in points. You know, things like this yeah. happen. Yep. You know, um, that's why you try all year to be top ten. So, yeah. Uh, was it fair? Obviously, those guys had a big advantage. You know, I think Ryan Sipes was on the only person happy that Ryan Sipes didn't qualify was probably JT. And, um, you know, he missed it, and he's a good mud rider. Oh. They're, they're, I, don't I, think, uh, I don't think JGR's 250 guys were uh, a threat to be top 10 in points. Have, we, uh, <laughs> have yeah. we had a bigger argument about a handicap than Sipes for this weekend? Have, have there been a more controversial handicap yes. setting? Yes, Sipes in the main, if Sipes makes the motos, he gets 100 points, in my opinion. Yeah, and and you guys were not happy with his handicaps, all arguing about that. I don't remember what exactly what, how it went down, but lots of talk about Sipes' handicap and where it should be. He didn't even qualify, so it didn't even matter. <laughs> it didn't even matter. Uh, so we think, we think this – did Marks tell us the highest ever pick trend, and it was tied with Eli and Chad? Is that – was that correct, I think, 73? 
Or was there a higher I thought, one? I, I thought he said Cincerello at Salt Lake was the highest. No, oh, was I it? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so anyways, it was uh, a very interesting day. And overall, uh, on the – on the uh, I got 92nd overall. Uh, Paul, you were probably 97th or 98th. And Dan, you were right a little bit back. And then JT, 85th or something. 88. 88 overall in MX points. So – uh, don't forget, too, we're still uh, t- tabulating our 100 Pulp MX Fantasy numbers, but those should be issued soon. So if you play the Championship League and you finish in the top 100, you get a national number. And and all all points count. So uh, um, just FYI. On yep. That. It's not none of this 250 East Coast, West Coast points crap. Yes. It's real points. <laughs> Um, so hey, our winner. To start your rant. I'm trying to get you on a rant here. Oh uh, no, I'll save I'll save that for the for the pulp show. Do we um, have to wait for uh, Do we have to wait for Stu to decide if he's keeping seven for our numbers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've asked James if we can give away seven. We have not heard yet. Um, hey, so a couple of things. Uh, Benny Bloss was the rider with the most points scored in fantasy all year long in Supercross and Motocross. Benny Bloss. Which uh, makes sense. He was a high handicap for a long time when we weren't coming around to him, and he was killing it, and we were trying to lower it, and the guy just kept killing it. So congratulations to Benny on that. It's a bit surprising, though. I think that's off the radar for what most people would think. I would think so, too. Marvin was next. Marvin was next. Yeah, that's even more surprising. Yeah, because because an all-star, right? Um, So uh, congratulations to Benny. The number one point scorer in 450 MX was Felix Lopez. I never picked him all year. Me neither. Uh, average points scored per round. Felix Lopez, not the most. Uh, Benny was the most overall. Felix was the highest average per round. And uh, the highest 250 guy per round was Mitchell Harrison for outdoors. Which so. is, that's surprising too, man. It, he really came on strong weight, though. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, so those, those can you guys, we're going to give those guys uh, tr- pulpies, those three guys. So they're going to get pulpies uh, for yeah, helping Mitchell out their Harrison owners. Watched, but he watched the last weekend with me. <laughs> he was as good as you, Dan. Yeah, um, we scored the same amount of points. Uh, so also, too, thanks to uh, uh, Ride100%.com and Pro Taper, Fly Racing, and Kawasaki, the winner of the ni- 2019 KX250F for winning the outdoors. He went from fifth to first at the final round was Ronnie Goodwin, who used to race pro, was a good rider back in the day. He's now in law school, and uh, I absolutely talked to him about the win and who he went with and, and everything else. And so uh, listen to this interview, short interview with, with uh, Ronnie Goodwin about his win and playing uh, Pulp Mix Fantasy and everything else. And uh, we'll come right back to uh, talk some more. And now, as promised, our motocross winner of the 2019 Kawasaki KX250F this man knows a little little thing or two about riding Cowie 250Fs as well. It's Ronnie Goodwin. What's up, Ronnie? How are you, man? I'm pretty good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. So people who don't know, you were a pretty accomplished uh, racer in the amateur ranks, uh, rode pro for a year or two. Um, do you ride much at all anymore? Uh, I try to once in a while, but um, kind of family life with uh, getting married and having a kid and mm-hmm. Going to law school and stuff, it's kind of taken a backseat for the last couple of years. So maybe about once a year right now. But, yep. um, yeah, pretty stoked to uh, have the opportunity to ride some more with a new bike. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I got to say that, you know, a guy who, who we saw at that Supercrosses and stuff you know, gets gets a bike and gets to be back on it, I guess. Maybe that's kind of a neat neat deal. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm stoked. I've missed it uh, quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, why'd you end up uh, putting the bike away and getting on with your life? Did injuries happen or what, what was the, did you come to the realization like a lot of us that it just wasn't going to happen for you or? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I kind of set a, set a, set a deadline for myself um, as, mm-hmm. uh, where I wanted to be in the sport and, you know, got to that point and wasn't there. So I, you know, um, yeah. just decided it was time to pursue an alternate career. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough decision, but it sounds like you're you know you're moving on and going to law school and all that. So nice work on that. So you went from fifth to first in uh, Pulpamex Fantasy Championship League, scored five hundred and sixty eight points in the mud. Uh, what about what? When did you find out you won? How did you find out? When did you look? It was uh, after the end of the motos. I was actually. Uh, mountain biking with a, with a buddy that day, mm-hmm. and we got got down from one of our runs, and I realized the motos had ended. I was checking throughout the day, kind of. I knew I had a good day going, but um, yeah, I came down from the bottom of a run and checked my phone and saw a big number one on the uh, as my rank, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Um, so, when did you make your picks? Did you wait until after practice? Because I mean, did you see all the guys that you know, the guys that were possible to get max points? I did, yeah. I, uh, after practice, I actually had quite a few guys on my uh, team originally that didn't even end up qualifying. But, um, yeah, after practice, I kind of sat down and went through all uh, mm-hmm. practice times and saw who was in. And um, I knew since I was in, I was in fifth, I kind of had a big gap. The leader had, uh, I think, like 100 points on me. Yeah. And so I, I was just trying to go for a big number. Um, oh, okay. And actually, yeah. obviously, it paid off. Who'd you go with? Do you remember? Uh, I know in the 450 class, I had an unbelievable 450 team. Um, Reed, I, Medaglia. Reed, obviously, uh, Medaglia, and then uh, Valentin Pele. Oh, okay. And then, uh, and then I had uh, Muskin, who scored, uh, I think it was 47 for yeah. my All-Star. So. Yeah, three points away from a perfect team. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And then the uh, the 250s, uh, I had McAdoo, which obviously oh. that, one did, that one didn't turn out well, but... Um, <clears throat> I uh, I picked Justin Rodbell. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, from Traders. Which, uh, I kind of yeah, I kind of followed him a little bit at Loretta's. Uh huh. Saw saw he was in the mix a little bit there, and looked at his first race at Bud's Creek. Even though uh, even though he didn't get a you know a good finish, I saw that he kinda, he finished both motos and he was uh huh. He, he didn't pull off or anything. So I kind of thought since he qualified out of the uh, the seated practice actually at Ironman. Yeah, and the fact the fact that so many uh, factory riders weren't even going to be in the motos, I I thought he would be a solid pick for the day. Yeah, I uh, I went uh, I, Hunter Sales. I don't have a lot of faith in, so I went with Van Buskirk, and he busted. Uh, he bike broke, and McAdoo. I had two. My two of the team was terrible. Um, I, I actually had Van Buskirk for a minute, and I uh, switched. I went with Rod Bell instead. Oh, nice work! Yeah, um, dude, I'm surprised you got 568 even with McAdoo, like getting getting basically zero, right? So yeah, um, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's a uh, yeah, that's cool. So so you really were going for it the last round, like you didn't care that you were going, like you didn't protect the fifth place overall prize or or anything like that. You you went for it. No, yeah, I was uh, definitely going for uh, going for the top. I kind of list, you know, kind of a strategy I heard from paul on one of the fantasy pods a few weeks ago that you know if you're sitting you know third fourth you know just go for it yeah um yeah actually you had colt nichols too i just looked at your team yeah you had colt yeah, nichols yeah, as well right. yep and ferrandis i had ferrandis so i had ferrandis mcadoo and nichols also 
So I wasn't wasn't far off of your team. Um, but uh, the Rod Bell kid, I, I, I was looking at him at Buds, and I kind of did some intel, and they were like, hey, man, he's fast, but I don't know if he's in shape to do 30, 230s, you know, um, coming off of the ranch. So I just stayed away at Buds, and it didn't work out. So I saw his time at Ironman, but I'm like, come on. Like, it's in the mud, but, oh, man, you did it. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. The guy who was yep. leading, I think, dropped to ninth or something. He had a bad day. <laughs> For the bike. Yeah, I saw he uh, he actually commented uh, on on Twitter and tweeted me and said that yeah he played it a little too safe and even yep. though safe picks didn't make it. Yeah, uh, Jordan Bailey got z- got you zero at Bud's Creek. That oh, was painful. Yeah, yeah, that's really bad, right? Um, yeah, he was he was even up there during part of the motos and then yep. just dropped both motos. So, are you a guy that makes picks then before the motos? You look at qualifying every week and then make your picks off that, or do you do it sometimes on Fridays? Or, I mean, how serious uh, did you take it? Uh, pretty serious, yeah. I'll I'll make an initial team early in the week just uh-huh. to have some some safety picks. But yeah. I look a lot into uh, practice times. Um, I'll go. I don't go through the combined overall times. Yeah. Um, because that's kind of a mix of both motos i usually just go straight for the second practice when the track starts to get a little a uh, little more torn up mm-hmm. and i'll uh look at times purely off of that second practice okay yeah uh, yeah. yeah um and the- <clears throat> do you do you listen to you listen to the weekly podcast we do too oh yeah absolutely oh, cool. every week right well jt was really bagging on me for cody shock by the way for buds but i noticed that uh you picked him too i did yeah i uh Delaware, bro, Delaware. That was that was another selling point. Yeah, I looked kind of into him. I looked at Delaware. I looked at his time. I was like, man, that looks good. So I looked into like his uh, his previous year finish, and he he was like close to twentieth. And I was like, man, that could be a good pick. Yeah. Um, how'd you do in Supercross? Did you do any any good or? Uh, Supercross was not good. I just couldn't seem to get eight guys in the main. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, bro. You and me both. <laughs> Uh, oh, that, no, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you played. Congratulations on everything. That, that's really cool that you did that. And, and hey, man, you might even have some Cowie parts that still fit this thing laying around your house. Uh, definitely. Like, I don't <laughs> think they've changed the le- levers or anything like that. So a lot of that kind of stuff is definitely going to be around. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, so are you one of those guys that sit there and watch the live, live, live timing feed and, and, and watch your fantasy points? I know you were mountain biking for Ironman, but generally do you sit there and your, your fiancé uh, yells at you while you look at the times? Yeah, it was uh, the uh, the only the only one I missed was the last one. But yeah, I was sitting there and uh, made for some stressful Saturdays watching guys drop off the list. Dude, you scored five sixty at Southwick, Canning, Ryan Dowd. Yeah, for Jordan got to go with the locals at Southwick. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, yeah, that was also a good round for you there too. Um, no, man, it's uh, it's been a fun time. It's been really fun playing it, and uh, we like to talk to the winners and, and you know find out how they did it and how serious they take it and and uh, and all of that. Fifth to first of the last round is it's a nice comeback, Ronnie Goodwin. That's a good job on that. Yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate that. That was a huge surprise for me, but I'm stoked. Yeah, I am. Hey, who knows, man? Maybe this is it. Maybe you'll start hitting the races again. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what my dad said, yeah, too. Yeah, really, right? This is the bump you need. Well, hey, man, thank you for playing all year. It's really cool that a, a former pro rider uh, won the bike, I think, with a nice round uh, at the final round in the mud in Indiana that, that you know gave so many people so many points. Um it was cool, man. So thank you for playing all year. We really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the new Kawasaki. I will. Thank you guys for putting this on.
All right, cool. Thanks, Ronnie. Uh, he, do you guys remember Ronnie riding? Any I remember the name. Yeah, yep. he, was, he was good, dude. He was, a, he, was, he was a Kawasaki privateer. Yeah, yeah. And as he said in the interview, some parts That's of funny. He still has some parts that will fit this bike, he thinks. So um, he's going awesome. to get back awesome. into riding. Uh, he, he went with um, uh, CR, Tellier, Medaglia, and Marv for 450. So he went with the top four guys. And 250s, he went with Rod Bell and Nichols, Ferrandis, and he had McAdoo. At Indiana, he actually scored zero points with McAdoo, but he put put on such a charge. He went from fifth to first. Ronnie Goodwin, everybody from Vegas. So I, I would like to mention AC's just, team real quick. So cool. oh, go, go ahead, uh, Paul. I was just gonna say it's so cool because he's an ex privateer. He's in law school. That shit ain't cheap, and now he's got a free motorcycle. Like I, I just I'm pumped. I, I'm yeah. super super stoked for him. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's pretty stoked as you can tell from the interview. So that, that's awesome. Uh, go ahead, Dan. I was just getting to a Kawasaki rider, AC Adam Cincerello, who takes this pretty serious fantasy. Like he he tries. Yeah. His team this weekend scored 290 points <laughs> it was not good or 239 sorry and he had he had a better 250 team than i did and one guy didn't even make the first moto jordan bailey scored 50 points in moto two he picked jordan bailey wasn't even on the gate uh, <laughs> that's not picked, trying hey he picked osby in that's the wrong not, yeah class. that's not taking it serious yeah hey he he tells us he takes it serious. He picked Osby in the wrong class. He picked Osby in the two fifty class instead of the four fifty class. And he was upset about this. Was like <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the guy kills me. Uh, but uh Yeah, he uh, that's awesome. Also too, um uh Christian Craig's gotta somebody's gotta show him to stop picking all stars. He just picks all stars. <laughs> he's, he's just like, Yeah, those guys are good. It's like, yeah, Christian, you just need one, bro. So it's fun though. Some people wrote on Twitter that you know they follow AC and they're like, oh, I beat him in the overall, you know. So it's cool. I think next year we'll have a lot more riders that'll play. Yep. And uh, I think it'll be good for for the riders to kind of. It's a good interaction for the fans that normally wouldn't get to you know beat these guys at anything. So well, I think it's cool. Chad did play last year. He didn't play Pulp Mix Fantasy this year, Dan. So we got to try to get him back into it so he can pick guys he doesn't know who they are. So. When he got when he made his decision on Tuesday to race, I have the text. I think I shared it. He said, "What's my what's my fantasy handicap?" And I told him, and he said, "My goal is to get the most points. How do I do that?" And I said, "Nine nine. <laughs> and uh, he he told you that at the race too. His goal was to no, get the his, most fantasy points. Yeah, his very first thing he said, uh, "I'm going to get max points today. You going to pick me? You going to pick me?" <laughs> and at that point, I was kind of on the fence a little bit. I'm like, "I don't know, man. I don't know." So. Um, but he surprised me. I think even dry Chad may have scored maximum points, even if it was dry. He, he rode really well. So, um, so thanks to Kawasaki for the for the two bikes. And Paul, we have a winner for the nineteen KX four fifty. We do. But we do. We had our drawing. We had our we have our winner. But um, we want to do something special to announce it. So we're not going to tell everyone on this pod. Um, but there'll be an announcement next week. But there is a lucky winner, and uh, I'm, I can't, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait to let them know, uh, let them know that they want a brand new 450. Yeah, Marks ran through it some sort of randomizer. I don't even know how he did it, and got a name. So, uh, yeah, it'll be really cool to announce that. We're hoping to do something special, like we said. So, uh, we'll get that 450 going. We got the 250 project running uh, already for Ronnie, 
And uh, yeah, man, thanks to Kawasaki for those bikes. That's, that's rad. That's awesome. And thanks to all you people for playing. All the prizes yeah. and everything should be uh, on their way. And if you check your emails, I, I sent out like three season-ending emails to people about what they want, and I haven't got replies, people. So check your junk mail or check your email. Get back to me so I can get you these prizes. So. Yeah, yeah same for, for me. Sure. And I, I, I just want to thank all the sponsors that have committed prizes for, you know, already there was somebody on Twitter today that already got his, his knee braces. So all the sponsors that committed prizes for overall for our first year, um, I just want to say thanks to those people. And I think uh, we have a lot of cool ideas for next year and uh, hoping that it'll be even bigger and better next year. Yeah, thanks to Dirt Dreams and Cowie and Fly Racing and MTF, Zool's Bags, Race Tech, the Get and Athena guys, Mobius, Pit Posse, uh, Red Bull, Pro Taper, N-Style, N-Fab, Michelin, Starcross 5, 100% N-Style, BTOsports.com, uh, Maxima, Pro Filter. We got a bunch of jerseys. Thanks to the riders for the jerseys. Dan Reed's jersey was in Iron Man, I believe. Some A Reed jersey. Yep. 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 We so. we sent that out this week, or, and then uh, yeah, Bogle's full kit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, we got, Bo- couple- <laughs> we got Bogle's kit for 2019 too. It's going to be the prize every week. So <laughs> we got some of those. No, people are pumped on that stuff though, because it's not something you can get. You know, like Chad doesn't really give away his gear. Um, hard to come by. A lot of these top guys don't really give away their stuff anymore. They take it home for practice. So you know, we gave away some Tomac jerseys, which are hard to come by, and. Um, yeah. yeah, but for sure, people check your email because I've reached out to some people who have won some prizes as well and haven't uh, they haven't responded. So, uh, but how cool is it the the MTF winner for the week training facility at MTF is the coach at MTF? Oh, oh great! I, I, so great. That was maybe my happiest thing I've read all week. Yeah, and it and it gets even better. So Savachi used to train at MTF, and obviously they kind of have a bad taste. He left to go to the farm, and he picked Joey at Ironman, and Joey burned him, and he lost by getting uh, thirty or he was three points from getting the next spot up and winning three thousand dollars in the industry idiot. So Joey <laughs> ruined his day. <laughs> That's even better. That's even better. So what did the winner of Industry Idiots get, Dan? Uh, remember? So yeah, the pay- yeah the payout was good. The payout for the industry idiots uh, was th- was just over three thousand dollars. Wow! So um, yeah, and we ended up uh, there was over seventy people that got money, whether it be you know somewhere between twenty to to the three thousand dollars. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was good. The industry idiots is basically a hundred dollar money league that we organized with a bunch of industry people, and I'll set it up for Supercross again. We'll announce it when we when we get closer to that time. But um, yeah, it was good. We did. Three thousand for first, and it went back two thousand fifteen hundred all the way back to the top ten, and uh, weekly winners as well. So I, uh, that was cool. And I won one hundred and twenty-five playing fantasy, fifty off Dan, fifty off JT, twenty-five from the idiots. So I uh, I did got you, my money. JT, did JT pay you? Because he hasn't paid me from last year. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. Um, anything else, JT? Nope, just. Uh... You guys can complain all you want, but I was the uh, the best finisher of the group for the outdoor series, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheers myself to that later. <laughs> three points, buddy, but it doesn't matter. Three three points is three like points. Like Ben Diesel said, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Yeah, yeah. We are. Gonna I live my life a quarter mile at a time. By the way, I know. Real quick, the guys. Oh my MTF, god. <laughs> the guys from MTF want to actually give that. Uh, uh, they still want to give that week training camp away. So uh, we're going to just do a drawing 
Uh, Marks is going to do a, a drawing like he did for the bike. It's a it's a random drawing, and then uh, somebody who signed up will win uh, the somebody who signed up for the motocross series will win the week at MTF. Oh, cool! Oh, awesome! Yeah, nice nice of him to give away that give that back. Yeah, he, he doesn't have <laughs> any use for it. J T did J T don't win? work out of the gym. <laughs> did uh, did J T win the fly set of gear or no? That, that would be also be awesome. <laughs> that was actually a gentleman in Sweden that won that. Oh, cool. Um, awesome, man. We did, we did have a lot of international winners, which I was surprised that we had that many players that were international. Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. It's been been fun. A lot of you people played. Uh, if you uh, if you didn't pay last year, well, sign up in 2019. We'll be pushing it, you know, uh, in the fall and harder. But uh, a lot of cool prizes, a lot of fun, man. Not always fun, but a lot of fun. I feel like Paul. Not always fun for you. Yeah, but. I think I think so. I mean, I think a lot of people experience a lot of frustration, but they also experience like the addiction of fantasy and the fun of it. Especially when, say, like the racing is boring. It, it the racing is never going to be boring when you're playing fantasy, and and um, it really helps educate you on the entire field, not just the top guys. So I think the privateers uh, are really are appreciating the game as long as everyone's being respectful of what they say about them on social media. We don't want to do anything. What about what about whisper um, about them to yourself? Yes, you told to do that, and uh, <laughs> do that. Okay, uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it was a really good first year, and I'm really excited for next year. I know we're going to make it bigger and better, more prizes, uh, more features. Marks, uh, we have to thank Marks for all he's done. He's a lot of sleepless nights, and he's already got a lot of great ideas to make next year even better. So. Uh, we hope everyone comes back and plays with us again. Does Marks plays with us? Does, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, just don't don't say that. Uh, <laughs> does Does Marks end up looking like Tom Cruise in Castaway by the end of the season? Like, is he just you know talking to a volleyball with a beard and drinking Red Bull? Most likely. Yes, pounding Red Bulls. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. Thanks to everybody for playing. Dan Truman, Jason Thomas, Paul Parabinos. I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you for playing Pulp Mix Fantasy. It's been a fun year. Congratulations, Ronnie Goodwin. On the, on the Kawasaki. Congratulations to the winner of the 450. Check our social channels for that. And, uh, yeah, good times. Thanks, boys. See you guys. Thanks. See ya. See ya.